You're listening to Nick Luck Daily. This edition is brought to you by Fitzdares, by the Racehorse Owners Association, and by Thoroughbred Racing Commentaries Global Rankings. It's Friday the 15th of October, the eve of Kipco British Champions Day, and in this episode we will review some of the interviews that Nick and Tom have carried out this week with connections of runners at Ascot. David Redvers described tomorrow's card as possibly the most exciting day's racing that there has ever been in the UK, and with the clashes that look set to happen, you might do well to argue against him. The weather looks to have held out and the ground is currently good to soft on the straight course and good to soft, soft in places on the round course. A trainer who not only runs one of the most exciting, unexposed talents tomorrow in the shape of Baid, but also runs three in the champion stakes and has another well-fancied runner in a long-distance cup, is William Haggis, and he spoke to Nick about his powerful squad at the beginning of the week. Where to start, William? Well, perhaps I suppose the, the newsiest line is that you, you, you potentially run three in the British Champion Stakes with, with pre-dollar winner Dubai Honor joining um, Adabe and Alazi, is that right? Yeah, that's the plan at the moment, Nick, but obviously we're still a bit of time away, so uh, uh, if they all get there in one piece uh, and the ground's not quick, then uh, I think Adabe and Alassi will be joined by Dubai on I mean, we we heard from Jerome Renier that yeah, he wanted bottomless ground for Scaletti, which is why he took him out. It's not quite the same with a day, is it? Well, he goes on the better ground. He's just better on the softer ground because it slows the others down. So uh, he'll definitely run because he's in good shape and he's trained for this. So and there's not a lot else really. He is in the Premier Roma, but I, that's the last thing I want to do is go there. Okay, so no trip to Italy either which way. What about um, Alazi? He was put up by by Pricewise in the Racing Post at fifty to one for this race. After uh, he was slightly disappointing at, at Newbury last time, could you see where he was coming from? I, I, I didn't actually read it. Uh, I've always had tremendous faith in the horse, but uh, it seems that your uh, your colleagues and most of the uh, racing personalities have gone off him. Uh, I'd, I'd prefer to say that the horse has been um, asked to go too early in the race and uh, he needs to wait. He, I, I, I admit he may not be the strongest in the finish, so if that's the case, you should wait till the last minute, which is not what happened at Newbury. And um, I, I think the horse got lots of time. He could easily run a, a much better race than anyone thinks. So in that respect, I suppose... Um, Tom Seagal had a point. Well, certainly when he was a, a fifty to one shot, he was a he was an interesting bet, that's for sure. And I suppose the reason people are disappointed in him is because we built him up to be a potential star. So when they don't quite cut the mustard, the disappointment is exacerbated. Possibly, um, um, but uh, you know, I see him every day at home, and I know he's talented and. You know, he won two soft ground races against probably unfit horses in the string. He, the, he ran well in the Coronation Cup. The race that disappointed me was at Newmarket. But I still think 
you know, he went a bit earlier than I would have done if I'd been riding him. But that's not a criticism. It's just the way uh, things worked out. And I hope back of the mile of the course over a nice gallop. Um, I hope that he'll be able to, he'll be still on the bridle turning for home anyway. Yeah, that's for sure. And Dubai Honor, you you were really enthused by that victory in the in the pre-dollar when we spoke the day after on the on the Sunday show. Clearly, the horse has trained very well since. Yeah, well, he hasn't done a lot, but he, you know, he won the Guillaume Donano very well, and I thought possibly they'd gone too hard, and the race fell in his lap. But actually, the dollar they went slowly, and he came from last, and he was much the strongest of the line. Now, he's got to jump forward, but again, there's nothing else for him in England. He's a possibility for Bahrain, Hong Kong, and Dubai later. But he's lightly raced, he's in great form, he looks terrific. He's obviously taking his racing well. And I scoped him this morning and he was clean. So the owners um, were given the opportunity and said, if you'd like to go, we'll do it. It's going to cost 75000 and they kindly say whatever you think. So we're going to have a go anyway. Okay, so that's uh, that's the champion stakes which you won last year. Uh, let's get to the, the very serious business of the unbeaten Baid. Uh, what's his regime been like since the, the Prix de Moulin? Talk me through what he's been up to. He's good, he's fine, Nick. He's, he's worked every time I've asked him to. He does exactly what uh, we want him to do. He's a very kind-natured nice horse. Honestly, I don't know how good he is. Every time we've asked him a question, he's answered. So, you know, this is going to be much, much the biggest task and the best race he's faced. But I couldn't say that he, you know, I wouldn't know. I'm looking forward to running him. He looks well, seems very well, so I'm hoping for the best. Um, you said after the the race that you'd had a bit of a bit of a scramble to, to get him to the moolah. It sounds like you've had a better prep into this. Yeah, no excuses this time. So you think that there's there's a bit more to there's a bit more to unlock. <laughs> I don't know about that, uh, but we didn't have a straightforward passage into France, and you know there'd be no excuses if he carries on the way he is at the moment. There'd be no excuses. Be one more bit of work, and then we'll be away. Well, and I see you've got a couple in the in the stayers race, including Hamish, who beat Hookham on that return from a unbelievably long absence at uh, Kempton last time. Did it surprise you that he did that? Not really, but I, I don't think Hookham was at his best. I, 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 I do have to say, I think um, I'm not sure he was at his best. So I think um, uh, Hamish will run well. He'll, he won't want it too quick, uh, but I'm not sure it's going to be quick. I think it'll be dead, putting it round. He'll be fine on that. He's got to get the trip, but he's very well, and he's entitled to run. And we've sort of prepared him for this race since Kenton. Alan King will be hoping that his star stayer Trushan can be victorious in the Long Distance Cup for the second year running. And not only will he be renewing his rivalry with William Haggis's Hamish, but also the brilliant Stradivarius, who he beat on Art Weekend at Longchamp. That was only two weeks ago, and so it'll be interesting to see if that two-and-a-half-mile contest has left its mark. However, Alan King gave a positive update on Trushan's chances to Tom on Thursday. I think I think the ground's going to be OK. I mean, he, he, he's still calling, Chris is still calling it good to soft-soft, so, you know, that wouldn't be an issue for him. 
Um, and even if it dries out a little bit, I, you know, I, I'd be happy enough for that. Um, probably my bigger concern is it's only two weeks since he was in France. But um, you look at his last race of the season, so whatever happens, he's got all winter to get over it. Was there ever a, a doubt after France for you that he, he wouldn't turn up here? Well, if he hadn't breathed well on Wednesday, I wouldn't run him. But Dan, who rides him all the time, was very happy with him. So, But I am conscious of the fact, you know, he had a tough race and it is only a fortnight. But as I say, it's the end of the season. So um, I wanted to come here if we were happy with him. And at the moment, we are. He was very impressive in France. What did you take away from that performance? Well, not a lot. It's probably what we were hoping for. So, you know, the ground was in his favour and um, he settled very well. Um so, you know, it's, it's what we were hopefully expecting, really. Mm. I mean, it was two and a half miles. It was, it was testing ground and, and um, you know, he, yeah, I mean, he that, scampered yeah. away. But that was my one concern. If, if he had been as fresh and as free as he was at Goodwood, I was a little bit concerned the two and a half. But, you know, he did settle well and he gave himself a chance and he obviously got the trip extremely well. You know, the, his last furlong was probably his best, really. Mm. So, so Goodwood, as you say, he, he did race pretty free that day. Um, was that freer than he's been in the past, or, or does he always yeah, have a bit of that? No, he can be a little bit of that, but I think with Goodwood, you know, you, you go left, you go right, you're up and down. I think he, he, he kept getting lit up every time he sort of went round another bend, you know. Goodwood can do that to them. And he'd only had the two runs, you know, as well. He was a still a, a relatively fresh horse, hadn't run since Northumberland played, so he'd been off for a bit. But um, I think it's just the, the fact he, he was always on the turn and he just got a bit excited. Mm. I'd just just take you back to, to, to sort of the early part of, of his career. Did you, I mean, he's rated 120 now. He's a, he's a Group 1 winner. Did you always see that potential in him? No, I mean, we thought he was always a pretty nice horse. But um, no, no, you, you couldn't have expected him to go on as, as he has. But um, he's just been a natural progression. And probably, I mean, he, he won a, a valuable three-year-old handicap at Newmarket. We thought he was a pretty decent horse. But he was probably his next run when we got the better of... Um, uh, Williams' horse that runs again. I've forgotten his name. Hamish, yeah. Hamish. You know, Hamish was odds on. And, you know, I, I think they were absolutely mortified when we got the better of him that day. But I think that was the first day we thought, my God, we've got a right horse in our hands when the ground's in his favour, you know. Uh, for, forgive me, I, I often, you know, I, I think with you and, and we, we see young horses with you starting on the flat and, and I think sometimes we say, oh, you know, I wonder if he'll pop over a hurdle or two. Was that ever the plan with this horse and then you change tack? Yeah, he's been schooled. I mean, he was schooled as a three-year-old, but then obviously we didn't want to go juvenile hurdling with him. And then last year he was he was very progressive, so he, he hasn't seen a hurdle for a bit. But, um, and um, the plan is at the moment is to stay down the down the flat route with him. Um, how special is he giving your giving you your, your first group one on the flat? Oh, hugely, yeah. I mean, the horse will never forget. That's a certainty. So it's, you know that's that that's right up there with the the sort of champion hurdles and the Queen Mothers. We've been lucky enough to win. So now a special horse. And if we can allow ourselves to, to look ahead, obviously this is the last race of the season. And, and then with these stayers, do, do, do you just sort of know each and every obstacle you're likely to take in next year ground dependent? Well, it, 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 you, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, it's very much ground dependent. I mean, we couldn't get them started when I wanted last year, last this season, sorry. We ended up going to Chester mile five, really, just to get the ground. And he, he ran really well um, to finish second. And then, of course, we had to miss... Um, we had to miss Actors and um, York. So it's, look, we just have to wait and have them sort of primed. And if the rain comes, then then get on and run him. And uh, uh, just on the ground, 
he's obviously won on good ground. Is is it just oh, anything? Good ground. But, uh, they, uh, but uh, people get, you know think I don't run him enough. The twice I have taken this horse out this year, it has been proper, good to firm. Mm. You know, I mean, ask it was nine points something on the stick. There was no possibility of running him. York was quick. Mm. I mean, I, I will run this horse on good ground, but I wasn't. I haven't taken him out on good ground. I've taken him out in rattling quick summer ground. It's if there's firm in the going description, then that's different. But good's fine. Good's fine. Yeah, and I've said that all the way through. You know, you won at Wolverhampton. Well, that's equivalent to the good ground. You know? mm. um, and, and, and it's not a case that I don't. It's not a case that we're worried he might injure himself. Of course, with that, but I don't think he'd run to his best. I mean, um, I think Tom Marquand rode him at Newmarket last year on good, good to firm, and he came in. He said, we, we finished third or fourth, and he said, Alan, don't ever run him on quicker, quicker ground than this. And you admire, you know, you respect those boys' decisions, you know, or their advice. Thanks for your time. Best of luck on Saturday. Cheers, Adam. Thanks, Tom. A quite remarkable horse who'll be having his sixth consecutive start in the Champions Sprint is Brando. Trained by Kevin Ryan, whose daughter Amy rides him out every day. And Tom put it to her that surely nobody knows him better. Yeah, well, to be honest, I think most people know him. He's a bit of a legend, isn't he? Well, of course he is anyway, but... It was actually nice. I was at Nottingham yesterday and um, a member of the public came up to me and said, oh, I love that horse. You know, is he going to run? He said, I've, I always, I've followed him since he was a two-year-old. So it's really nice, you know, when they get to this age for people to be following them and they followed them throughout their career as well. And the, the thing with him, this is his sixth run on, on, on Champions Day, uh, but it's not like he's just there to make up the numbers. And I, I watched the run back last year and oh my, you must have had your head in your hands because it, it he, he, he did everything but win, didn't he? He really, do you know what? He really deserves to win it. He loves the track. Ideally, we want rain. You know, he's better on the softer ground, the better. But um, it is what it is. But, you know, it's a race that he always runs his race. And he's always a huge price as well. And it's always worth backing him each way, even, because he's always a massive price. And apart from once, he's always hit the frame. Where do you feel he, he is now as a, a rising 10-year-old? Yeah, I mean, he feels great. He's actually, the last couple of days, he's been really fresh. Um, and then he fell off him the other day, actually. I thought that'd be embarrassing, falling off him. Uh, the quiet, the oldest horse in the yard. But um, no, he's in great form. And, you know, last time things weren't really, you know, it was five furlongs. It was quick ground that he would want. But um, we got a run into him. And the run before at Deauville, when he finished fourth, I mean, he was beating length and a quarter, a short head and a neck. So, um, you know, it's... He's running, I think, personally, I think he's running as well as he ever has, you know. Does he give you a good idea where he is at home? Uh, no, he's very laid back. He's, <laughs> he's a bit like myself. He's, um, he doesn't overdo himself. He's just an old legend, you know. He just comes out, does what he has to do, gets back in, eats his dinner and has a snooze. And you know, he's just he's just a legend of a horse. And he's been like, to be honest with you, he's been like from day one because... I remember actually working him before he went to the breeze up sales. I actually went to sit on him. I remember taking him up Moulton and, you know, when he works, he, he comes alive. You know, he knows what he's there for. But if you just cantered him, you wouldn't really know what you sat on because he's so laid back. How, how much do you guys love him? I mean, obviously you, um, you Tom and your dad and the whole family. Like When, when they say horses are, are members of the family at home, I wonder if we overplay that a bit. But is he basically that? Oh, he's, he is. He's an absolute star. And for me personally, he's done so much for the people closest to me. Um, you know, we've told Pete and Ange that he has a home with me and Tom for life once he finishes racing when the time comes. You know, we'll have him for his retirement and we'll try and give him the give him 
everything back what he's given us on the track over the years so he's got a home for us for life and he really is part of the furniture you know he's one of those horses you can't help but like him he's just such a he's a real character but at the same time he's just an absolute legend to have around mm. you'll struggle to find a more popular in on on the day um then again you've got last empire in there so she better not nut him on the line i suppose what what about her <laughs> what about her chances yeah she's she's a lovely filly last empire and she won well at goodwood she obviously went over to um, France the last day in the Group 1 and she ran really well. Um, again, she wants soft ground. Uh, they both want the softer ground, the better for both of them, to be honest with you. So I've been doing a bit of a rain dance so far this week. I'm hoping it comes. I think it's due on Saturday. But um, the softer ground, the better for both of them. But she's a very good filly and I think she ran a really good race last time in really, really hot company. Cheers, Amy. Appreciate it and uh, good luck with both of them. Thank you. Laura Collett was on the gold medal winning Olympic eventing team in Tokyo this summer and she's played a fascinating role in getting William Haggis's Dubai honour to where he is now, having done some work with him during the off-season. He's three from four since his spell with her and looks to be improving with every run. He must have a live chance in the champion stakes and Laura spoke to Tom yesterday first about how the link-up came about. William just sort of um, rang and said he had a a horse um, that he sort of was good last year um, and then when he came back into training they sort of felt like they'd that he'd lost his way um, and I think sending him to me was a bit of a last resort really to see if um, could do anything with him um, and when he came he um, for me was basically just turned into a bit of a spoiled brat and um, had obviously got away with being a bit naughty and sort of felt like he was running rings around people um so it was basically just about teaching him to to kind of do what he was told and um you know he he would to start with would nap nap going to the arena and um he just had a very high opinion of what he did and didn't want to be told to do um and i guess having a change of scenery and being just having one-on-one um rather than being in a string of horses and um getting away with doing whatever he felt like doing um was was clearly what kind of changed him really what is it about what you do or your experience or your your career in eventing that allows you to 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 have the skills to to do this laura um i guess i just worked with an awful lot of horses and um kind of know can can read them um as to you know whether they're nervous or whether they are just taking the mickey a bit or um you know knowing knowing how far to push them and and what you can you know ask them and tell them what the difference is um and i guess be be very quick in rewarding them when they do it right so that they learn to do it in the right way rather than um in their way um but i guess it's just years of experience really um riding different horses is there is there a finite amount of time a horse like him will spend with you or is it just a case of how long it takes and you know when he or she is ready to go off back to the yard yeah um it just depends um you know william it was great you know he said you can have him as long as you feel like you need him i think he sort of lost his you know <laughs> lost the will with him really um so he said you know have him have him as long as you need him um and it felt like he you know he did suddenly turn a corner um and so i said you know have him back as not much more i can do here um he did he ended up because he was you know he was quite full of himself and quite cheeky he ended up doing quite a bit of canter work here 
um, just to kind of get on top of him, really. So um, I say, you know, take him back and crack on straight away. He's ready to, to you know, go back into training straight away. And just, uh, you know, I just said, you've got to have somebody that rides him that doesn't let him get away with anything. You know, he was a very clever horse and he would have, you know, he would have known as soon as there was somebody different on him and someone that he could maybe take for a ride. So um, I just said, that was all I kind of said that he needed somebody to you know stay stay on top of him and not let him get away with anything mm, i like him even more genuinely it sounds like he's got a real personality which um which i really like and respect and you're going to be at champions day um you know ch- cheering him on i take it you've got a soft spot for him and, and hoping he wins yeah definitely um yeah it's been amazing to see him um you know he's won three out of four races since he's left here and um you know it's great to see him improve and you know he had that um, you know that character that you know if, if if he's if he wants to win he'll win. Um, you know he's a fighter and um, you know the good horses have to have a bit about them and he definitely has a lot about him and yeah it'd be, be, be very exciting to watch him on 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 Saturday. Well, what a day of racing we have ahead tomorrow. I hope you've cleared your afternoon to sit down and enjoy. If you aren't off to Ascot to see these horses in the flesh, Nick will be back with you on Monday morning back in the UK. Thank you very much for listening and have a great weekend. You've been listening to Nick Luck Daily, brought to you in association with Fitzdares, the Racehorse Owners Association and Thoroughbred Racing Commentary. Mm-hmm.